FA Cup third round picks edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by the Hockey Gambling Podcast brand new YouTube page. The Hockey Guys are giving away a hoodie to celebrate their new YouTube channel. Register today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash HGP. everybody to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Wednesday, January the 3rd and we are here to have a brief sniff around the Premier League uh, match day which has just finished last night. But then we're going to head to the FA Cup third round, traditionally one of the most uh, exciting uh, fun weekends in domestic football, um, giant killings and local derbies and all sorts of shenanigans going on, non-league teams as well. Um, so we're going to make a whole ton of picks in that. Joining me, first of all, Happy New Year, we haven't seen him yet, is Mr Barry Penaluna. Hello, Baz, how are you? Even Mal, uh, not bad. I am uh, fully engrossed in the darts though, so if anyone's on the YouTube and wonders why I'm looking upwards, it's because I've got my phone on a stand above my computer. Um Soaking up the darts final, bad planning by this, uh, by you, Malcolm. Right, and as the darts final's kicking off, we're recording a podcast. So, well, you said to me last one. night, This is bad planning, and I said, I don't think many people will be that bothered. And you said, No, I want to watch it, at which point I didn't give a shit. But do you know, actually, I was quite impressed with the kid. Well, you can't not be impressed with the kid until I found out today that he's a rabid Manchester United fan. Have you not seen this, Baz? <laughs> No. Does this change your opinion? Like his last four posts have all been taking the piss out of Newcastle. At which point now, I want terrible things to beset him at all times. I want the the next dart he throws to bounce out and hit him in his own eye. That's what I'm rooting for. <laughs> Fair enough. The lad is from the yeah. northwest, so at least he's one of he's not uh oh, yeah. he's not some same talents that's the Liverpool country, isn't it? Warrington, I I'm think. Guys he's a knob. Um and joining us, we've got a guest this evening, um, because far be it from people to accuse me and Barry of being one-eyed and partisan, uh, Sunderland and Newcastle United's local rivals, most local rivals, um, play each other in the Cup at the weekend. So we did invite a Sunderland fan on uh, to give us a little bit of balance and also a little bit of a angle into the championship teams um, who were going to handicap this uh, this round as well. Um, this man is a... If you're a listener to the MLB Gambling Podcast, you'll be well aware of my exploits as a low-leverage substitute fielder for the Newcastle Nighthawks third team. Uh, well, we've got another Newcastle Nighthawk here. And in fact, I think we might even got an Atlanta Braves shirt on. Uh, yeah, there it is. Um, Mr. <coughs> Callum Distin. Cal, hello, mate. How are you? Hi, mate. I'm not bad, thank you. Quite nervous for the weekend. Not really looking forward to it, but <laughs> it is what it is. What do you think we feel? 
Well, that was kind of going to be my first question because Newcastle <laughs> haven't played Sunderland. We're going to we'll have to cut the game right at the end, and we promise everybody that we're not going to go on about it for a whole hour. Um, but it's been seven years since Newcastle played Sunderland, and that's quite a long time. But particularly, I was just driving home from football with Bob, and he's twelve, so he doesn't remember. Newcastle playing Sunderland. And now, obviously, me and Barry are a very different generation to you, Cal. You're quite a young man. So, <laughs> seven years for you is quite a large percentage of your life. Um, so, I haven't really given it too much thought. And what was doing my head, we had Liverpool on the horizon, and I hate that. Hate it, hate it, hate it. So, I hadn't given any thought to Sunderland. And I haven't quite got round to thinking about it. I've been kind of head in the sand. But um, how, are you, how are you feeling about the weekend? Because it is. It's a big deal for you. And like I say, it's been a long time. It's been a large percentage of your life since you saw that game. Yeah, yeah. No, it's been that that 1-1 one, one was the last one. Um, yeah. And yeah, I just, a lot of our fans are saying it's a free hit. And I don't really, I get why they say that, but I don't really see it like that. It's still, it's still a loss if we lose. Um, obviously, the stakes are higher for you lot. Because <clears throat> if we win, then like it's yeah. humiliating and ruins everything about your season. And it and it's also the last cup that you could feasibly win this year. That'll be quite fun to knock you out of. But I kind of, yeah. I won't go too much into previewing it. But I don't, I don't see it going well. I don't, I don't see myself having a fun afternoon. Well, I imagine I feel the same, and I don't know. I mean, Baz, you must feel the same as Callum. That uh, there's nothing good can come out of this on Saturday. I don't think. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, mate. We're going to batter them. So um, <laughs> yes, go on, Baz. I'll feel good about it on Saturday. Don't worry about that. I'm pleased you're here, Bas, because my pessimism is absolutely overwhelming. Oh, I know. I mean, I've, as I was writing my notes, I thought I have to be boyish about Newcastle because <laughs> you're a miserable git. And I know which way you're probably going to end up going because you're in misery. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, we've got a couple of people in the chat. We've got a couple of people who are lurking who haven't said hello. So if that's you, say hello. Duke was first in. Duke, how are you doing? Shanty. Uh, Riley, we haven't seen Riley for a little while. Um, yeah, it is a Winnie Pigs jet hat, Riley. That's a good spot. Hang on, I'll straighten it up. That's backwards. Yeah. There we go. That is it. Uh, indeed. Uh, I didn't know it was until I was watching some non-league football. I think it was at Whitley Bay. And some bloke just tapped me on the shoulder and went, oh, are you a Jets fan? I had no idea what he was talking about. Uh, but it is. It's a, it's a uh, NHL hat. And Brian is joined us as well, Brian McDonald's. And all of our American listeners enjoy FA Cup weekend because we get to talk about like Quay Valley paper mills and stuff like that. And um, the Discord channel was abuzzed with all of the uh, all of the silly little team names. Um, the, I've got some lifestyle stuff to tell you about. You might notice my lemon tree isn't here this week. Bars, I think it's dying. I think you know what, what I thought these people. I uh, don't laugh. Don't laugh at that. I'll yeah. drive down there and push you off your chair. Um, I think they grow it in the nice, perfect environment somewhere in Holland. Send it over here. I buy it, and then it just dies. It's shedding leaves at a quite alarming rate. So as a last resort, I've moved it upstairs to the bathroom in the hope that some of the humid air from the shower and the bath running might just get into it because it seems a bit dry. So if anyone knows how to save me lemon tree, uh, get in touch. I haven't named it yet, Brian, um, because I don't want to name it if it's going to die. Um, that would be a little bit too much. I was going to ask uh, you two about New Year's Eve. We've, we've said Happy New Year, but um, Baz, did you do anything fun for New Year's Eve? No, just uh, four of us in the house, a uh, bit of cheese, bit of wine, just like any other Sunday, to be honest, Malcolm. Just like any other night then, Baz. <laughs> 
Um, and Callum, you're a young person, Callum. So, did you? Uh, you I know what you young people are like. You went down the <laughs> discotheque, did you? Dancing what? to the uh, the latest hit parade and all that. I actually had quite a bizarre New Year, to be fair. Someone suggested doing a murder mystery, which I was oh, not nice. super on board with. But then I was like, yeah, why not? Give it a go. I I I was the murderer. It was concerning how easy I found it to lie and manipulate my friends, and I won. And it was <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Oh, that sounds fun. I am into a bit of that. I am um, my Mr. Bean Goes to Work week continued, Baz. I am um, I don't know what I was thinking. I had a job. Oh, this was on the 30th, the day before New Year's Eve. Uh, me and Harry were in Carlisle at a really nice wedding venue. Now, it hasn't stopped raining up here for about four months. It's rained non-stop. The place we were working at was called Hidden Valley River. Um, so th- two of those words give you a clue that it was in a valley and there was a river um, and it hasn't stopped raining for three months. I just tried to nip my van across the corner of the lawn because there was another well, totally sunk into this bloke's lawn, didn't I? We're a pristine, beautiful wedding venue. Um, they had to call the local farmer to come and tow me out and I left literally three foot deep, 20 foot long trenches on this bloke's lawn outside his wedding venue. So all that money I made in December, Barry, uh, is now going to re-turf this bloke's lawn. Uh, it's hidden, hidden Valley River. So yeah, absolute uh, Mr. Bean episode. So there you go. New Year's resolutions. Uh, I have decided, Barry. I am no more virtual sports for me. I can't do it anymore. What I'm going to do is, this is like the only betting one. Is I'm going to, I see. You know, I quite like putting the long, the mad long shots on. And it's always when I balance my account. So if I've won £43.20, I'll put the £3.20 on a virtual horse. For And it's just a world of pain. What I'm going to do is I'm going to start putting the £3.20 on like a 100 to 1 shot. So I've started filling up on the Detroit Tigers to win the World Series for a start. So I've got loads <laughs> of 2 and £3 bets. Um, Cole Reagan's uh, Kansas City pitcher, I've got him at 80 to 1 to get the most strikeouts next year. So that's me gambling um, resolution. Um and I think I'm going to start growing moss. <laughs> what do you think of that? I'm going to be a moss guy. Uh, are you interested in that? It's a very, uh, very interesting plant is the moss. So next time you come here, moss everywhere. I'm going to be the moss guy. So if you want some moss, uh, I'm your man. Barry, any resolutions for you? Uh, my lizard likes moss. Put moss inside a little cave for it. So when it's going to, um, right. when it's going to shed its skin, it goes in there to get damp. And uh, make its skin come off easier. So I'll be seeing oh, you. Well. Um, anyone who's just tuned in, we're getting a lot of new followers via TikTok and all of that. Lot. Any newbies who are tuning into this will think, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, um, sorry, it's been a bit moss heavy, had it early on. <laughs> yeah, just so they know. Generally, the first ten minutes is absolute bollocks. Um, sometimes the first twenty, uh, we will get around the football <laughs> very soon. Um, new Year's resolution: um, Don't back Man United. Back more ladders. Um, I'm going to lose That's 10 stone. I'll let you work out which of those is most likely to happen. Um, yeah, yeah, good luck with not back. 10 stone, Barry. Yeah, I've got ambitious. Come back that at the end of the year, I'll lot. tell you how I did. That's all of Callum, is what, <laughs> what, what, what usually happens is I'll lose three stones at the start of the year and then I'll put it four back on by the end of the year. Um, that, that's the norm. So uh, there, there you go. I've just been swimming tonight where Bob was playing football. So I've been in the people's soup that was Walls End Leisure Centre. Uh, the old women were there doing that aerobics. Again, 100% of them look like Steve Bruce. Um, <laughs> and it's just, um, 
And oh yeah, I think I've got a pound and a half of holiday weight loose. Um, Callum, what do young people resolve to do for the new year? <clears throat> well, I've got two. I've got one that's not going to happen, which I'd quite like my general like mood throughout the week to be less linked to how my football or baseball teams have performed. Okay. But that, uh, yeah, it just doesn't feel likely with Sunderland and the Braves just constantly like bigging you up with that little bit of hope and then smashing it down right when it matters, um, which is quite a nice consistent theme throughout all my sporting endeavours. Um, and, and a bit more seriously, I'd quite like to bench 100 kg by the end of the year, but we'll see if that happens again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't know. I, mean, I can't even picture that. Um, so, just quickly, the, the Premier League games that finished my weekend. It feels like this match day went on for weeks. Uh, it started yeah. ages ago. Um, but my totally and utterly nondescript, not even worth mentioning. I think I got away with it. Finished where I started. Um, I got out to deal with it. The Luton team total, which is what paved my way. And I think that was a little bit lucky because they were 3-0 down um, with 10 minutes left, but managed to get a couple of goals on the board. And then quite a few of the things that I threw out in a paddy about Liverpool beating Newcastle. Uh, Liverpool covered the handicap. They scored a penalty and all sorts of things like that. But absolutely nondescript um, for me. But I think, did you uh, hit your accumulator again, Baz? Yeah, I've done all right. I had six winners from the ten picks, um, and I hit my treble for the fourth time in a week, uh, fourth time in four weeks, Malcolm, or four shows. Um, so I know Brian, who's in here, definitely got on it. Quite a few of the people on the other socials all jumped on the treble. Um, no, it, was, it wasn't a treble actually. I think it was a fourfold, wasn't it? I can't remember. I hit my treble on here. To be honest, I've hit that much in the last week, Malcolm, and you had to be. <laughs> On the podcast for some of it, but I've, I've expanded the socials. As you know, TikTok is booming. Um, I've also got a Telegram page now, so all the Premier League stuff is always going to be on the podcast. Um, but the Telegram, I've been chucking out some EFL stuff. Uh, we went with some Scottish stuff yesterday, um, and we've had all sorts of actors and deck builders and everything in there. So it's absolutely flying. Um, those links to the Telegram are still in um, in the usual place where all the other links are. So worth a look. Um, so, yeah, good week for me. I mean, talking about that, the Liverpool game and how you hit a lot of stuff. Um, I went on TikTok Live after the Liverpool game and it was full. Everybody had won everything. Because if you think about it for bet builders, people love their bet builders these days. Every Who was going to get a card? It was Bruno, Joe Linton, Trent, Endo, Longstaff. Every single one of them got a card. If you went for shots on goal, Salah got his, Nunes got his. Everybody had their shots on goal. Um Goals, Liverpool got them. If you wanted Salah goal or assist, he got them. Um, penalties, everything that could happen in that game happened. Um, so Liverpool um, Newcastle game was full. Everybody backed the winners, all sorts, sixteens, twenties. I put a nine to one bet builder out. Done it last night. I was on there for an hour, and a lot of people passed through this TikTok live in an hour, and there wasn't a single person came online and said I had the nil nil tonight um, or I backed the winner tonight because well, it was nothing. It. I think was it two total corners in the game for his start. Two total corners. Um, Brighton had plenty of shots, but Jared Bowen didn't have have a shot on target, off target, and he would be one you would put straight in your bet builders. Uh, so the contrast from the Monday night game to the Tuesday night game was night and day. Like James Milner looked very out of place last night. I felt a bit sorry for him because there was all these little sort of buzzy Brighton players buzzing around and then they kept knocking it to him and he just, he looked like like a bit like how I would feel in a nightclub on New Year's Eve with Callum. He just looked like maybe <laughs> I shouldn't be here. This is for the young people and he looked way and way out of his depth. Like so, um, he, he's the one, he, 
we talk about players who could play for Glasgow or Celtic. James Milner, he's got old firm written all over him. He could knock out seven years at right back for Celtic, no problem now. Um, one more thing, Barry, I have got a band recommendation for you. Uh, Nottingham based, four piece, so your neck of the woods, band's called Divorce. Um, heard them tonight on the way to football, and I've got a little book I keep in my glove box and I write stuff down that I've heard. The third song before that was also by Divorce, which I don't remember listening to or writing down. So two of the last three songs I've written in my little book uh, have been by this band called Divorce. So right up your alley, Baz. Um, so I'm going to have a little look, see if they're touring and stuff when the show's finished, but I've just rushed in. So um, if you want to get your ears around that, everybody, uh, by all means do that. Right, we're going to fire in some FA Cup picks momentarily. I'm going to tell you first about... Let's have a look. Underdog Fantasy. Great way to play alongside your favourite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, my hat, college basketball and college football. Simply pick higher or lower and your favourite players' fantasy stats and cash in. Watch along, make your picks, maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. And don't forget the Hockey Gambling Podcast uh, YouTube channel is brand new. And they're giving away a uh, Hockey Gambling Podcast hoodie. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash HGP to enter. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash HGP. Um, the draw for the Cup this weekend, I thought was a little bit underwhelming. Because like I say, it's really like proper football fans really look forward to it. And there's normally some really good stories to be had. Um, you get, I think there was the four, um, what's the word, non-league teams left. But they didn't get particularly good draws. Maidstone are at home to Stevenage. Uh, Eastley are at Newport. Chesterfield at Watford. And Aldershot at West Brom. So there was no, you, you like one of a non-league team at home to a, a big Premier League team. There's four all-Premier League games. Three of them, if they were playing in the back garden, you'd shut the curtains. Like, like half-strength Palace for half-strength Everton. Half-strength Brentford for half-strength Wolves. Um, Liverpool for Arsenal catches the eye, obviously. And then you've got a local derby thrown in, which we're going to tackle at the end, um, which is the, the Sunderland-Newcastle game. So it wasn't, like, particularly great draw. Um, I'm going to ask Callum... Firstly, about the the, the championship, because you watch, obviously, Sunderland in the championship. You must watch a little bit, or I don't know how much Premier League football you watch. But, I mean, what sort of difference are we talking here? And the different, like, we were just talking about VAR. Do you prefer the referees to just fuck it up in the championship? Or do you prefer the VAR to fuck it up, like, <coughs> watching the Premier League? Because the, the outcome's the same. It's wrong. But it's just a different kind of wrong. I mean, what what would your having watched both? What's your experience of that? Yeah, I mean, I think first of all, you're just saying about the strength. Like, <clears throat> I think you only have to look at the Premier League table this year to tell you where the what the strength difference is. Now, you look at the bottom three. The next closest team to the bottom three is a team that's had ten points deducted off them. Um, that there's no no question who's going down this year, and it's those three who've come up. <clears throat> and I think I could be wrong, but I think that'll be the first time ever um i said th- but like that either way very very rare yeah, for it to be. <laughs> either well you're not correcting me i'm gonna say it and we'll believe yeah. it um 
like that that just doesn't happen um and it's the i think it, it's clearly as a result of the money and you look at the championship this year you look like the three relegated teams are three of the top four and that's really rare as well um that that strength it's just the money like you some of the teams just can't compete anymore it's kind of quite rare <clears throat> there are a few teams that are higher up in the league without spending as much but it's not not many um and yeah on on the referees i think kind of you sum it up there they they keep they, they all fuck it up um <clears throat> i every, it's, it's more surprising this week i have no problem with our referee and i can't tell you the last time that i've had that um it's it's every week and it's every championship fan i talk to um it is in the same position they're just crap consistently it's it's never biased they're just rubbish um and i think if you're going to put var in if you're in somewhere like spain where it's done well um great you you don't complain because you sit and waste 30 seconds because it's not a waste because generally it gets you more decisions um in the prem you're wasting <clears throat> 30 seconds a minute two minutes sometimes and, and then the decision's still wrong so if you if you're getting it like if it's not improving decisions which they claim it is i saw some data coming out today uh the other day saying oh yeah no that it's only it's like 85 percent of big decisions are got right and i'm like 85 percent. that means you're getting 15 percent of your big decisions wrong with var like that that's appalling that that isn't good so if you're gonna get that percentage wrong anyway just get rid of it and let me enjoy the game don't let me have to like wait two minutes before i can celebrate it was the one thing like watching england that i just don't enjoy other than the experience of watching england um is having var can i celebrate yet i don't actually know is var in effect this weekend because i know that last year they had it so it's a bit yeah. of a mix match. Stupid. You should either have it at every game yeah. or no games. Yeah. Um, but this this weekend, so for example, I mean, we played Chelsea the other week in the League Cup quarter final, and there was no VAR. That was the two Premiership teams at a Premiership um, ground. Yeah. Um, and now, I think that was because one of the games was Plymouth v Middlesbrough, wasn't it? But now yeah, in the FA Cup, yeah. it's, it's a complete... Um, yeah, it's just, they just make it up as they go along, don't they? Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Um, right, so let's get stuck into this. I've, hopefully, Callum, you might be able to give me a CI because two of the games I've picked are all championship games, mm-hmm. which is dangerous because, I mean, it's an absolute minefield trying to have a bet in the championship uh, on a weekly basis. And I've tried to do it. One of the things we will point out here, you might want to get in the Discord channel, look at the team news, um, because we, at this point, we have no idea... Um, how many changes um, managers are going to make. So there will be some line movement um, and it will be uh, very dependent on how strong uh, teams uh, start and 11s are. So have a look at the, the team news and if you see an opportunity, uh, act quick and get involved. Um, I'll lead us off. My first pick, this weekend stretches from Thursday. There's a game tomorrow. Why, I had no idea why Crystal Palace play Everton on Thursday night. No one wants to watch that. Palace and Everton fans don't want to watch that. And it goes all the way through the Monday night uh, where Wigan take on Manchester United. So there are 32 games um, across one, two, three, four, five days um, this weekend. And I'm going to start on Saturday afternoon. Um, Let's have a look there. Three o'clock on Saturday, which is 10 a.m. Eastern time. And my first game is Watford against Chesterfield. Um, already, it's now line movement. We like the line movement report. I handicapped these games yesterday. Watford were 2-5, to five, minus 250. They're now 1-2, two, two, minus 200. So a little drift on 
Oh, well, quite a sizable drift on Watford, actually. The draw was 4-1, um, is now into 15-4. And Chesterfield were 6-1 to one and now into 9-2. So I have a little shot around here. Um, Watford, and Callum might be able to comment on this, Watford have been the real agents of chaos in the Championship this year. They're 10th in the Championship. Um, very middling record. 1-9, draw, 9, lost, 8. But just goals galore. Chaos. Um Averaging 1.62 goals per game, conceding 1.38. But in the last eight, that's even higher. They're scoring two goals per game and conceding 1.75. If you look at their recent record, they've got a 3-3 v Plymouth. There's a 1-4 against Bristol City, 5-1 at Preston. Um, they beat Norwich 3-2. They've won home games 4-0 and 5-0. So there's goals everywhere. Um, the key here to finding a bet is... Um, Will Chesterfield be competitive? So Chesterfield are top of the National League, which is the fifth tier. It's the next uh, tier down out, out of the EFL. Um, five points clear in that. And that's a good league. And that league also lends itself to loads of goals. There's tons of goals. Um, our American listeners might be more familiar with Wrexham, who came up from that league last year, and indeed Notts County, who scored tons of goals then and have continued to do so. Um, in fact, at this stage of the competition last year, we saw Wrexham go to Sheffield United. I think they, did they take to a replay? And one of the games was 4-3. It was madness anyway. Um, Wrexham were very, very competitive in that. And I don't see why this would change here. They're scoring nearly two and a half goals per game at uh, Chesterfield. So Barry, uh, Barry's resolution was to make more ladder bets. And I've got the ladder out here. I've got the ladder out nice and early. We're going to go with goals uh, match goals. So I'm going to start at over three and a half, uh, which is 23 to 17 plus 135. Over four and a half goals is three to one, and over five and a half goals is eight to one. Watford are going to win this five two is the answer. Um, so yeah, goals, goals, goals. We'll start at over three and a half, and we'll just crack on up the ladder. Um, Callum, you must have watched. Uh, have you watched Watford this season? Are they a bit of a madness? I, I'm not going to lie. Of, of all the teams I've watched, I've not watched much of sort of the middling ones because I just yeah. mid-table championship versus mid-table championship is often a good game, but I don't particularly care. <laughs> but Watford, yeah, I was going to say that they've they've scored quite a few, but they've also conceded loads. Um, <clears throat> Chesterfield, like it's the sort of game you could see Watford playing quite a weakened squad. Um, I'd be very surprised if you don't have both teams scoring because um, they won't play. It's not like they'll play their first string defence or keeper for Watford. Chesterfield will see it as, oh, what like we're doing really well in our league. How are we compared with those teams higher up? See what yeah. you can do. It's a bit of a free hit as well, which I guess it removes that like pressure from them. I'd be really surprised if they don't get a goal. I, I reckon, um, yeah, both teams to score is pretty much nailed on. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, just it's got shootout written all over it. Yeah. Uh, Serial has just joined us in the chat. Um, he's wondering what Barry's watching. We're watching the dart serial, um, is what we're watching. That's what Barry's focused on. Um, he spotted you, Baz. He's sussed you right now. Um, Baz, lead us off with your first pick. Uh, yes. So I have gone, I'll jump in with a Thursday game. So we're a little bit out of chronological order, but I have gone with the Palace Everton game. And the reason for it, um, is on uh, one of my TikTok followers, but also a fan of the show who listens regularly. Um, is an Everton fan and it was something he liked and I, I had a little look at it and liked the sound of it so I thought I would put it out on the show so shout out to Michael Roberts Everton fan for this one um, little ladder opportunity as well to start off with um, as we know Everton have lost three on the bounce now 
four if we include the penalties defeat to Fulham in the League Cup. Prior to that, they'd been on a four-game win streak where they hadn't conceded a goal. And what's changed? Well, apparently Dukure is the difference. Um, Dukure being out for Evans made a massive difference for them. Um, and I'm being told they're a different team without him there, and, and he won't be there again this weekend. Everton have given up 50 chances in the last three games. That's shots on goal, on target, off target. Um, Palace have created 37 chances in their last three games. And the recommendation here is a ladder on Jordan Pickford's saves. Um, now, that's where I normally make a little a tiny arms stupid. joke. Why don't you tiny just arms on with anyway. Callum? If you want um, you. <laughs> so yeah, there's a ladder opportunity over three and a half saves from Jordan Pickford. Um, I'm told Everton will give up lots of chances, and uh, over three and a half at ten to eleven, over four and a half at nine to four, over five and a half nine to two, and over six and a half at ten to one. Um, so we're going for a bit oh, of a different one. It's a ladder which we love. Um, I mean, why wouldn't he? Might not. I don't know. Yeah, right. Yeah, they might just make a change. And obviously, it's all better off if he doesn't play, so it's not a problem. Like, Are you concerned the is, about um, his arms, Baz, or not? No, apparently that's not a concern at this point. Um, <laughs> concern. We'll revisit okay. it this weekend. Um, it the thing with a lot of these, you, we talk about um, sort of rotation and stuff. A lot of these teams have got a good break after the uh, FA Cup, so it might not be as much of a thing, um, give or take a few games where where it is a thing, and I'll come to those a bit later um, in some of my handicaps. But, um, yeah, I don't see why Everton wouldn't be full strength for this one. But going back to what you'd said about certain games, um, the all-Premier League ties, that was one of the shambles of this um, round, was the ties that were chosen for television in the UK. Mm. Crystal Palace-Everton, Tottenham-Burnley. Um, that on the telly? Yeah. The, obviously, Newcastle hell. Sunderland makes sense. Oh, Even Liverpool Arsenal. I mean, everyone would want to watch it. But yeah, put that one give, on. That's give, fair those, enough. give those non-league team the chance. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not what the FA Cup third rounds about. Why Everton? Why they're on a Thursday? Palace, I have no Everton. idea. Fuck off. Everton Palace God and Burnley Spurs. That just makes no sense. Um, I'd yeah. rather go and watch Shite. two two League Two teams. But so yeah, a bit of a different one for me. First pick, uh, Palace Everton. Goalkeeper ladder. Well, there you Something go. More, uh, Jordan Pickford saves, Callum. I tell you how yeah. uh, how bohemian we are on this show. We'll happily pick. Um, I tell you, we talked about him a couple of weeks ago after Everton done us in, and because there was loads of Newcastle fans having a hissy fit about him being a knob, but he's absolutely earned the right to be a knob. When that's what he should be doing, and we had absolutely no problem with it because you dish it out, you have mm. to take it. Uh, so yeah, big a knob all you want, Jordan. It's great. Um, so, yeah, Jordan Pickford saves, right, Callum? We're expecting great things from you. What is your first pick this weekend? Uh, I mean, the first one is kind of the obvious one that I'd, I'd imagine everyone will be watching is, yeah, that Arsenal-Liverpool game. Um, as it is, I, I completely agree with Baz. The the ones they've put on TV are just appalling. Who is watching Palace-Everton or Tottenham-Burnley? You're like, you don't watch that if it's a Premier League game, let alone an FA yeah. Cup game. Um, but Arsenal-Liverpool, yeah, two big teams. Um both sort of right next to each other in the league, but Liverpool a bit better form more recently. Arsenal kind of started off better and then, as Arsenal tend to be, fairly inconsistent. They'll kind of go, even if it's a run of five games, they win. They'll lose another three after it. It kind of, that's been their big failing under Arteta. Um, <clears throat> they're both quite good, like fluid attacking sides. Um, that game they had 
the other week, 1-1 was a really, really good game to watch, kind of even even though it was only one goal each. Um, like, I'd imagine Liverpool will win it, but I, again, I'd be surprised. Liverpool aren't exactly solid defensively. I'd be surprised if you don't see both teams to score. I'd imagine sort of 2-1 Liverpool, maybe 3-1. You never know. So, yeah, I mean, Liverpool are a good price as well. They're Arsenal, what, 21 to 20. Uh, the door is plus 260. Liverpool, 12 to 5. So, you fancy you fancy Liverpool to get it done, Callum? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Especially, I just think neither of them are huge in depth. Um, that That's kind of, again, something they both struggle with. But I'd probably back Liverpool nonetheless. Um, Baz, I know you've made picks on this game as well. So, um, are you on the same side as Callum? Um, I didn't take a side, but I've got a pick. So something a bit different again. Um, so I won't go into too much analysis. But um, obviously they played each other just a few weeks ago. Quite an evenly matched game on every statistic. 1-1 one, one on the scoreline. I think they both had 13 shots on goal, four on target. Everything was evenly matched. Um, I would say Liverpool are in much better form at the moment. Um, they were utterly dominant against us the other day. Remember, they will be without Salah, um, who has carried them for a lot of this season. Um, so he will be missing now at the AFCON. Um, so it was a tough one to call for me, so I went for a different angle. I just think it'll be a competitive game. Both teams will, will, will want to put down a marker here with them competing at the top of the league. And in the last game, there were seven yellow cards between these two. So I started looking at some of the form for cards recently because we saw our game the other day where there was eight cards between Newcastle and Liverpool. These are two horrible teams Um who take the lead from the managers in whinging, moaning, cheating, diving, all of that lot. So there's always potential for cards. Um, Liverpool, in the last five games, eight cards, three cards, eight cards, seven cards, ten cards. They played Palace ten cards um, against Palace. So 36 cards in the last five Liverpool games. And Arsenal are sort of right around where we need them to be. Five, two, seven, five, six, 25 in five games. So averaging five a game in Arsenal games. The line's at only four and a half, and I think that's quite reasonable. So you can get over four and a half cards in the game at five to six. Um, I've had a little look at the ref. Ref watch, Malcolm. John Brooks is the ref. His stats are okay. He's given out 13 cards in the last two games um, and 26 in his last five. So again, he's around that five average that we need, so right where we need to be. Um, but yeah, I think it, it's another game which could be um, quite tense and tight and... Um, lots of cards. So the pick for me, Liverpool Arsenal, is over four and a half cards at five to six. Lovely angle, Barry. Um, Aaron Walker saying nice things in the chat. Cheers, Aaron. Appreciate that. His first time joining us live, so we're all over that. Um, okay, we will crack on. Let me tell you about game time. Um, helping everybody get tickets, tickets, tickets for all the things you want to go and see. Uh, sport, music, comedy, theatre. Um, buying tickets should not be stressful. It can be a right pain in the arse. Game time are uh, sorting out all of that. It's the last place for last-minute ticket deals. Uh, I'm looking at tickets for the uh, Mets Phillies London series. Uh, sort of Callum's going down to that. Enjoyed the baseball last year. Game time will be the place uh, to get your tickets there. Uh, dead easy. Buy a ticket in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. And don't forget the game time guarantee. They will credit you 110% of the difference um, if you uh, find seats in the same row and section for less, uh, which is an outstanding offer. So snag the tickets without the stress. 
download the game time app create an account use the code cfbx for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply create an account redeem code cfbx for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed and finally hall of fame bets helping everyone win bigger by betting smarter this nfl season and the sports betting analytics platform for parlays player props and game lines research nfl nba and soccer bets with historical stats and data put all your parlay ideas into the parlay optimizer tool um, you'll get expected probabilities you'll get hit rates broken down by a leg all the good stuff Stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. Um, my next two handicaps are all very similar. Um, and it's the two all-championship games. And time will tell whether or not I am very shrewd or an absolute cretin. Uh, for picking both of these two games. The first one is 12.30 on Saturday lunchtime, which is 7.30 Eastern time. And it's Millwall against Leicester. Uh, Millwall are 3-1. to one. Uh, The draw is 14-5, to five, plus 280. And Leicester are a shade of odds on 11-13, minus 117. Uh, Millwall, 15th in the division. Very I mean, similar record to Watford. There's a lot of teams there. 1-8, drawn 8, lost 10. But they have won the last three games in a row. And they've won them without conceding, which I think is important. In fact, they've only conceded one goal in five games. Now, Leicester are 10 points clear at the top of this division. Um, and they are set for an immediate return. They've got a Premier League squad. They've got Premier League money. And they are going to come back. Um, but I just think that's where their priority lies. 100% I think that's where their priority lies. They're not going to win the FA Cup. I don't think they give a shit, frankly. Um and the fact that Millwall is defended properly, I just think the prices are too far apart. Um, like I say, betting games in the championship is a nightmare on a weekly basis anyway. And I don't think there's en enough between these two teams. Millwall, with home advantage, defending properly in fairly decent form against the Leicester team, which I think could be much changed. I think the 3-1 to is too big. Uh, so I'm going to take Millwall as an outsider here. Um, again... Callum, two championship teams. Have you seen any of these? I mean, do you think Leicester will down tools here or are they going to go for it? Um, I think I think they've got probably the most depth out of any championship club. Like their yeah. bench, basically every player on their bench starts for basically every other championship club. Um, and there'll be those players, <clears throat> like they'll be particularly playing against another team at their level. I think they'll be kind of raring to go, kind of wanting to show, actually, I should be starting because that, that, that team's really, really good. So they're, they're not, like, they have their, their their set players who are getting the chances. Um, so I, I I agree. I agree. It's not as, it's not as far-fetched as your odds would have you believe, but also I don't really see, like, I don't think it's going to be 3-4-0, but I don't really see any result other than Leicester winning. Because they are, yeah, they are like, like you say, they're a Premier League side who are used to playing sides of Millwall's level every week. Um, and, just comfortably beating all of them. So a couple of changes might balance it out. Three to one um, against Leicester odds on. I thought I thought it was going to be more yeah. evenly matched than that. Um, I've got a similar pick coming up, but uh, Baz hit us next. What you got? Uh, so next up for me is Middlesbrough Villa. Um, so back to the northeast um, for the uh, the lesser northeast fixture. But Middlesbrough, um, similar to how you see in the priority for Leicester is definitely 
just getting promotion. Middlesbrough have to be entirely focused on a massive League Cup semi-final coming up in midweek. Um, yeah. First of two legs. And that's my hope. I think Borough have got to go all out in that. Uh, it's a two-legged tie. And I just don't see this game being a priority for them. If you're going to go for a cup, you go for the one where you're in a semi-final, obviously. Um, tough game for them. They've lost their last... They've lost five of their last... I don't know. I haven't wrote the number down. Five of eight league games, let's say, Malcolm. I should have a number in there. I'm sure it's five of the last eight. It might be five of the last nine. Um, they lost 3-1 to Coventry on Monday. So their form's a bit all over the place. I think Villa can afford to make changes if they want to and still get a result here. Um, and the pick I like was Villa on the Asian handicap. So bet 365 or bet fair, you can get the Asian markets. Um, Villa minus one. So a one goal win for Villa would get you a stake back. Two or more. And, and you win. Um, but if you can't get that um, Asian handicap market with your bookie, then just take the ordinary handicap. Take Villa to win by two or more. You don't have that safety net um, and you'll get it at 13 to 10. Um, I think Villa will win and I think they'll win comfortably against Villa. So yeah, the pick for me is Villa on the handicap minus one uh, at around evens. Yeah, I've never even factored. I had a look at that game, left it, um, but I never considered the uh, the EFL Cup semi-final coming up this week. Never entered me head. So, yeah, nice angle, Buzz. Uh, Callum, next, what have you got? <clears throat> next, I've got uh, Luton-Bolton, who, which I think could be a good game because Luton um, are crap <laughs> as far as Premier League sides <laughs> are concerned. Bolton, obviously, League One, but they're in pretty good form. They're second, I think. Let me check that. Uh <laughs> yeah, second, second. They're in quite good form. They've won four in a row. Um, Luton obviously haven't. <laughs> They've won two from five. Um, it's it's one of those that, like again, Bolton. They're doing quite well. You, they quite like to believe they could do it. Kind of, it's a good test to see. Are you as good as some of those worst sides? Um, Luton again, like they're they're not going to win it. They're not going to think for a moment that they can win it. They're going to prioritize the league, prioritize staying in the league, and. Um, getting a lot more money because that that's kind of how you progress as a club if you're in the Premier League. Um, so I think they'll play quite a weakened side. <clears throat> um, so I'd imagine, I, I would still imagine Luton could do it. Um, I don't have the odds to hand, I'm sure you can tell me, but I wouldn't, it wouldn't be outrageous. Like it would be, it's one of those that I could definitely see an upset and I wouldn't be overly surprised. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, the key to this will be the team that Luton put out. Um I don't know if they've got enough players to to make wholesale changes, no. but they have been competitive at home. Um, but yeah, their their priorities absolutely lie elsewhere. I can see easily Bolton getting on the score sheet, and there will be a shock this weekend. There'll be at least one. There might be a couple. Um, and if you uh, if you saw that it was Bolton won at Luton, you would absolutely uh, not be surprised at mm. all. Um, my next game, I love this one. This is it. This is the one uh, this weekend. It is all championship game again. It is at 5.30 on Saturday, which is 12.30 Eastern. Um, it is Sheffield Wednesday against Cardiff City. Um, Sheffield Wednesday are 13 to 10 plus 130. The draw is 11 to 5 plus 220. Cardiff are 11 to 5 plus 220. In fact, I'm seeing Cardiff plus 230 now. The prices are wrong here. Absolutely, definitely wrong. Um, Sheffield Wednesday are Pap. Um, me and Barry pointed this out uh, pre-season. Um, what are you shaking your head at, lads? They're not what are you shaking anymore? your head at? Because they're better now. They Danny, Rolls, Danny Rolls doing a good job with Sheffield. 
absolutely packed. They've won six out of 26 games, Baz. The third bottom. Um, Cardiff are sitting in ninth. Uh, they've won 11 of their games, so five more wins. Um, but away from home, Cardiff have been great as well. Five out of 11, Cardiff have won. Um, including, crucially, a 2-1 win at Sheffield Wednesday on December the 23rd, which was two weeks ago. Um, and that's twice the price. Um, again, the prices are up. The the Betty's Cardiff at 11 to 5 plus 220. Um, I want to hear more from you, Barry, and your head shaking exploits. No, I just I've been impressed with Chef Wed since Danny Roll come in, the German gaffer. Um, I think he's got them clicking again. They've won the last two, they beat Hull at the weekend, uh, fortuitous red card for Hull there, which which helped them out like. But they beat Preston as well over Christmas. Uh, beat QPR. They've won three of the last five. Um I just think they're playing better. To be I'm not saying Cardiff won't beat them. Um, I just dispute the fact that they're crap. I think they are improving. Um, I'd also dispute the fact that Luton are crap because we've we've talked quite positively about Luton in recent weeks, yeah. some, of the, some of the performances. Um, but yeah, I, as you say, at the prices, absolutely no problem with it. But I do think Chef Chef are improving from where we had them at the start of the season. This kid's going to win the darts, you know. Four three up. Uh, yeah. My jinx hasn't worked. Um, give us another pick, Baz. Um, I'm into my underdogs now, so I'm just going to fire two underdogs out at once. Okay, um, nice. Fire away. Let's go. Where are we? I'm scrolling furiously down my notes past the Newcastle Sunderland right up. Um, underdog picks. This is the FA Cup, Malcolm. Um, early rounds of the Cups. We've got to try and find a big priced winner. There's got to be some there. So let's fire a couple of arrows with the darts on the telly. See if we can hit one. Um, Rotherham. Uh, away to Fulham is where I'm starting. And it's exactly the same sort of theory behind the Liverpool, the Middlesbrough game with Fulham having the semi-final in the midweek. Um, Fulham, who we know have lost a few games recently, um, obviously came back, had a really good win against Arsenal. So we, we know that's uh, came in. But they were on a three-game losing streak prior to that. And I just think there's a possibility that Fulham will make changes with that big semi-final on the horizon. And Rotherham, despite being bottom of the league, they've they've seen a bit of an upturn of form over Christmas. They beat Middlesbrough, they drew with Sunderland, uh, they drew with Blackburn at the weekend, so they're unbeaten in the last three. And I just think if Fulham do have all of their eyes entirely focused on that semi-final, there's a chance here. Um, 16 to 1 for Rotherham, you can get. Um, I love that angle again, Baz. Again, that EFL Cup angle just didn't come onto my... Uh, under my radar, so I absolutely adore that. Sixteen to one's the the second. You know, there's only one team bigger than sixteen to one on this whole card, and that's Huddersfield away to Man City. Um, it's just worth a punt. I mean, you could take them double chance if you wanted to hedge it down a bit, but what's the point? We're having a go. We're looking for an underdog. Sixteen to one, Rotherham away to Fulham. Let's hope Fulham put out the uh, the reserves. Focus on the EFL Cup, and as I say, Rotherham decent results against Sunderland and Borough recently. Um, shows they can compete um, despite the fact they are struggling overall in the championship. So that's my first underdog pick. Um, next up for me is AFC Wimbledon at home to Ipswich. Ipswich with no win in five now. Um, they've stopped scoring just one goal in four games. Um, they've had players missing through suspension, injury. And if that's still the case, then they're another team, like you said about Leicester, where they have to focus on the league. Um, third round of cup games 
you're a long, long way from competing for cup finals and things like that. So they have to have to prioritise, and they're out of form. So I think there's no way this game's a priority for them. They'll never have a better shot at promotion back to the Premier League than they have at this time with the start they've had. So with a few injuries and a stretch squad, let's hope they don't take any chances. AFC Wimbledon are going OK in League 2 as well, and they're in good form. They've just got one defeat in the last eight um, and five wins in the last eight games. So take a punt on AFC Wimbledon to beat Ipswich at home at 9-2, to plus 4.50. And of course, Malcolm, you've got to have a double dog, haven't you? 90-1 for the two of those. Rotherham we go. to beat Fulham. Here we go. Rotherham. Rotherham to beat Fulham, AFC Wimbledon to beat Ipswich, 90 to 1. Um, one of them's going to hit. They're my two underdog picks for the uh, for the week, Malcolm. I love that, Baz. Um, right, we're going to move on. Any Manchester United fans who thought they were going to be able to climb out the barrel for a week on the Premier League gambling podcast, well, you can get back in there because uh, you are not getting off that easily. Um, my next pick is on the Wigan v Manchester United game. But I think uh, Callum... Uh, you you went to that game as well, so uh, give us your thoughts on Wigan Man United. Um, well, again, it's one of those that the pressure is all on Man United. What they'll be thinking about is, oh, we keep losing to these teams we shouldn't lose to. They'll be rotating, um, which I for most teams I would say would mean they wouldn't have their strongest eleven. But I don't think Ten Hag has any idea what his strongest eleven is, um, so they might actually end up playing a better side. I'd imagine. Someone like Diallo will get a start and he's only just come back. Um, will be kind of those players who aren't starting will have that desire. Um, <clears throat> so really, they like they, I wouldn't surprise me to see United actually play better than they have, um, in the Premier League, d- despite the opposition kind of ignoring the quality of opposition. Um, Wigan are also neither of them are in good form, Wigan aren't in great form either. Um, but I don't like. I don't see it being anything other than a United win, except for the fact that it's United and they they seem to just bring it upon themselves when they're when they're a goal up. They just just hand it to the opposition, go, oh, do, you, "Do you want a chance?" Because we'll give you it. Um, they're kind of architects of their own downfall repeatedly. Um, <clears throat> Onana, who's been fairly consistent in the Premier League specifically, um, nowhere else. He like you put him in the Champions League, a little bit of pressure on him, and he just crumbles. Um, and if if and that. Like at Wigan away shouldn't be a lot of pressure, but if if it's him who's playing and they've not rotated, um, like that that is because that's the one where it's in his head. This is humiliating if I concede here, and that's the sort of game you expect to see him make another mistake in. Although I would imagine they'll rotate, but I hope not because it's really funny when that doesn't happen. <laughs> it is funny. We agree with that. Funny, Callum. <laughs> I don't know if he's afconned up, you know. He might be off to where, uh, or he might be staying for this game. I'm not sure, but he's uh, Baz, by the way, we're definitely going to have to fire out an afcon show. We, uh, yes. We're we a huge yeah. fan of. If Eswatini qualified, do we know? Friends I have of the no show. Idea. We'll, we'll come that soon. Yeah. Um, sorry, Callum. I interrupted. Carry on. No, no. I, I was, I was, that was my point. It's funny if they lose. That was kind of the overarching point. <laughs> It's an excellent point. You can come again. We like you. Um, one of my notes here is exactly the same as you said. Making changes might help them. Because if they play, even if they play Johnny Evans and Harry Maguire, you'd fancy mm. them to keep a clean sheet at Wigan rather than Varane or someone else, Dalot, Fanny and about at the back. Um, Wigan aren't very good, you're right. 
but you can't get away from Man United being shambolic. In both teams to score is odds against. It's eleven to ten. Man United might win four one. They absolutely might, but I can't see them keeping a clean sheet. I just can't. I don't know what they were doing against Forest the other day. There was that whole thing of that comeback win against Villa shows that playing for Ten Hag, and it was Gary Neville was saying, "Well, what does this show then?" When they were getting humped off Forest, and they were absolute dog shit again. And um, you have to take the both teams to score, Wigan Man you Baz. Yeah, I've got nothing on that game. I'll leave that to you. I'm not betting on Man United. It's a New Year's resolution. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Well done. Um, right. What else you got, Baz? Before uh, Sunderland Newcastle. I'm, I've all I've got left is Sunderland Newcastle. Man. Right, no bother. So, what? This is Saturday lunchtime, twelve forty-five. Which is a what seven forty-five Eastern time kickoff between Sunderland and Newcastle United. Newcastle will travel six miles south and twenty-five years back in time to the Bungalow of Light to take on Sunderland. Sunderland are twenty-eight to nine is the price plus three ten. The draw is twenty-eight to nine plus three ten. Newcastle are three to four. Minus 133. Right. We'll let you lead us off here, Callum, being our guest. Um, you've got a new manager in. I very I quite I, well, I very much enjoy your uh, your Twitter page because you just do seem on the verge of a meltdown at all times, which I quite enjoy. Um, you've got a new manager in. Previously was a very successful uh, cafe manager and chip shop manager. He ran for mayor of Walford. So a history of success for the young lad. Um, Sunderland won four of the last seven. Defended okay. They beat Preston at the weekend. Firstly, are you going to the game? Uh, how are you feeling about it? And then you tell us how this is going to go, Callum. <laughs> uh, firstly, yeah, I am. I've got... This, this is actually... Um, first first year in six years that I've not had a season ticket because I can't afford it. Um, oh, but fortunately, um, I'm not going to name him because I'd like my ticket to remain as mine. I have a friend who's away. <laughs> so thankfully, I have got one. Um, <clears throat> but I was, I was gutted that I, there was a chance I wasn't going. But yeah, I'm going. The plan is pub quite early in the morning, get some greasy fry up, a lot of pints, um, see what happens. But yeah, I... I I'm not hopeful. I kind of said at the start, some people say it's a free hit. I don't really see it as that because it it's still it's we're still losing to, to Newcastle if we lose. Um when we lose. I I don't really see anything other than a sort of four <clears throat> one, five one loss. And and to to be honest, when you look at you look at the price difference, the like you look at the cost of the squads, you have like eight or nine of your players alone, like each cost more than the whole squad. Like you you've spent half a billion in the past three years and we've spent about we've spent three million oh no three we spent three million yeah total um many of of them going to be on the pitch though callum he's looking to have a 17 year old kid in your reserve goalie and dan burn and people like that running about okay you're you're still gonna have bruno you're gonna have joe linton um that that's 80 mil between them 90 how much what was it 40 and 50 um like that is we're not we're not comparable at the moment in t- in terms of the amount of money that's being spent on the clubs. Like I don't, I, I think it's kind of if obviously as a fan you're happy if you win one nil or ten nil you don't care. But it kind of it, it isn't it isn't an achievement to win three to win anything less than kind of a three goal difference with that price difference. I kind of 
I'd love it. I'd love it. And it's the, the cup and a derby and like that, those, to be fair, looking at the last few derbies, it's not been this different in kind of class, but there've been quite a few in those, those six that we won um, in a row, if you'd forgotten um, that, <laughs> that you, like you, you were better than us. You were com- comfortably kind of a better football yeah, yeah. side. And then you just didn't turn up and we've got, we've got, Two two account. I know you've you've got Miley, but we've got a few academy lads in the team like who will be starting. We'll have Dan Neal, who's class. He's a he's a Premier League quality player. He'll go for thirty mil in the summer. Um, we've got Jack Clark, who's the same. He'll go for thirty mil minimum in the summer. Um, he's not not local, but he's just a he is a Premier League quality player. He's a top scorer. Um, <clears throat> he's great, and I, like we we have got the talent. We have got some players who could do it, but I just I don't. I don't know. I, I don't see. I, I'm I'm the the eternal pessimist uh, and also the world's most fickle football fan. I just I just don't see anything else. But that doesn't mean I'm not going. I'm going there with that little bit of hope because we could, and it will be the most fun derby win ever. <laughs> yeah, Callum uh, going with the classic reverse mush. Callum, I did the exact same thing last week for Liverpool Newcastle because <laughs> that's the same thing, and I just tipped it, and I was right. Um, so yeah, hopefully you're right here. Um, <laughs> I mean, the only problem is Newcastle's away form is absolutely horrific. And I don't care really who you're coming up against. At this point, it doesn't matter who you're rolling out against because it doesn't matter where we've gone. We've got, you've, won't, you've already slagged Luton off once. They beat us 1-0. Um, we've conceded, what, 18 in our last six away games. Liverpool actually broke a world record for XG two nights ago. <laughs> it's a world record. Yeah. XG was like 84.7 or something. It was fucking ridiculous. Um so, I can't take Newcastle to win. I just can't. They, they've won one away game all year. You can't back them to win. You'd be mad. Um, Sorry, Malcolm. They've won one away game in the league all year. This isn't a league game. Oh, yeah, great, but it doesn't matter. Oh, you know. Were you not stood with me at Sheffield Wednesday last year when we got turned over 2-1? Yeah. Don't think this shit like this doesn't happen by accident, Baz. You know. I know. I'm not going to be there, which gives Newcastle a huge boost. <laughs> An absolutely massive boost. But you stood there with me last year as we got humped uh, and squashed at Sheffield Wednesday. Um, over two and a half and both teams to score are both too short for me to throw out the picks. I think Sunderland can get it Newcastle here. Newcastle's defence is incredibly shaky. The Sunderland team total over one and a half goals uh, is a two to one. So if you want a Sunderland angle, we do have some Sunderland listeners. That would be an angle if you wanted it. Uh, Sunderland. I think the Newcastle team total is a good bet as well, but it's a little bit skinny. Um, at 13 to 18, minus 138. Um, which leads me to, if I was going to bet here, over three and a half goals, uh, I think Newcastle might sneak it 3-2, something like that, maybe 4-2. Callum went with a 4-1. We might get a 4-2. Um, over three and a half goals is 5-3, plus 167. But this is incredibly... Difficult game to handicap, Barry. What are your thoughts? Uh, it's easy, Malcolm. Uh, both of your picks will work perfectly fine for me as well. So that's okay. First things first, Malcolm. The six in a row doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> you can take a head-to-head record. You can stick it in the bin. You're going back seven or eight years. And both of these sides are unrecognisable from that period. The only time the six in a row matters is if Sunderland win it. Then they can rightly claim their seven in a row. That's fine. We'll hold our hands up. No, no, you, you, you won that one. No, you won that one. There's one, been a one-one, one, Baz. As a 
Uh, so yeah, yeah you had say I've about that so long. Oh well, I was going to say they can make a flag of seven in a row or something if they wanted, but obviously they can't. Seven out um, of banner. Yeah. So the uh, yeah, I forgot about the one-one. To be fair, it's that long since it all happened. More important is current form, as you see, Newcastle's recent form um, has certainly ramped up the pressure on them going into this game. Um, it's become a must-win because for Eddie Howe, it's going to put a lot of pressure on him if he doesn't get a result. Um, particularly with Man City coming up next week and then Villa, um, the games aren't getting any easier. Sunderland are in far better form, albeit in the Championship, but they've got themselves into the playoff spots. Just two defeats in the last eight, won three of the last four home games. Did have a shocker against Coventry recently with 3 0 defeat, but really good wins over Leeds and West Brom at home. So they've had some good wins against good sides recently. Someone pointed out to me the other day about Sunderland. Um, it was Dobsey who tunes in. He put a Sunderland reveal was 14 to 1 for promotion back to the Premier League this season. I don't think that's a bad bet. I think Sunderland have got a great chance of getting into the playoffs. And if they do, and you're sitting with a 14 to 1 ticket, you've got a decent, uh, decent bet to cheer on there. So there's a little tick in the box for Sunderland. I'm being nice there. Anyway, back to this game. Um, firstly, I know a lot of people will think about cards. It's a derby game. Everyone thinks it's going to be fiery and all that. I just, I don't see it. Um, I'm, I'm not, you, you've got to take six or more and it's odds on eight to 11. I just think the cards are pushed a bit too far. Um, so definitely dodge that. I just can't take us to lose. I think we win. And I think we'll win well. Um, 8 to 11 for me is a good enough price to stick in your Akers. I'm not putting up Newcastle as a pick on its own. But I'm going with the goals. Um, I am supremely confident, Malcolm. This lot are going to pull it out of the bag. We'll win it. We'll win it by 4-1-5-1-6-1, whatever you want, um, like Carl said. Um, he said it, not me. Um, however, my pick is Newcastle to score three or more at 9-4 plus 2-25. You know where we're going from there, though, Malcolm. We're going up the ladder. We're getting up the ladder, Baz. Up the ladder. Newcastle to score four or more at six to one. Newcastle to score five or more at sixteen to one. To the moon, fifty to one. Newcastle to score six or more. Bosh. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the main pick for me is Newcastle to score three or more at nine to four. I think it's a good price. Um, it might not come in, but I think it's 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 an all right price. Let's let's take a decent price one and let's go for a. A thwacking. And um, yeah, if we get beat off this lot, Malcolm, um, I'll be missing for a few days. Um, and you um, won't see me. I guarantee if, the, if, uh, if that fifth goal goes in, then Callum will not be in his seat to watch the sixth one go in, Baz. You when think I'll be there for the fourth? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let's look at the first half at this point, Callum. You've got to, you've got to get at least a half time. Well, yeah, so Callum's gone with a big reverse mush. I'm just generally shitting me pants, and Barry's gone mental. Uh, so, yeah, three different angles there for whoever you want to follow. I come up with a comparison um, game as well, Malcolm. I forgot to mention this. So, you say we've only won one game all season. Who was that against? Sheffield United, 8 yeah, So, another championship team away from home, playing in red and white. Thwacked them 8 nil, Malcolm. Yeah. There's your, there's your comparison game. Okay, I'm... Yeah, I'm I'm delighted for you, Baz. Good pick. Um, so I think that's the end of all my picks. I've got to. Um, we finished the show off with our uh, underdog, anytime goal scorer, and for what it's worth, my absolute waste of time. Okay, uh, my underdog's going to be Cardiff. You poo pooed it, Barry. Yeah, but I think Cardiff are going to win. And I've got an honourable mention here for Shrewsbury Town. I think Shrewsbury Town could uh, knock Wrexham over. 
Uh, the two to one, not a huge price, but just a good price. Uh, we've done this a lot this season when we did the EFL Cup earlier rounds. Um, teams from lower leagues going, so Wrexham in the in League Two going to Shrewsbury, and I'm just not really buying it. Like, and we've got this wrong a lot, and I'm not going to fall for it again. So I'm going to take Shrewsbury. Um, my anytime goal scorer, I'm going to go to Swansea against Morecambe. Um, so I think Swansea could get a few goals here. And if they do, Jamal Lowe uh, is going to be on the score sheet for Swansea. And um, he's five to one uh, to score first and last, and six to four plus 150 to score at any time. And for my accumulator, um, it's a four timer. Uh, the first team I'm going to throw out to Coventry. I think Coventry are a great bet this weekend. If they were a little bit bigger, they'd be an absolute standalone, standout bet. Coventry City against Oxford. But I'm going to put Coventry in with Tottenham to beat Burnley, Newport to beat Eastley, and Hull City to beat Birmingham. Uh, old shredded. We Ted got the 9-10 jack this week from Birmingham. So Coventry, Tottenham, Newport and Hull pays 6-1, to one, Baz. Yeah, so I haven't got a score. I'm not bothered with any scorers this week because I just don't know who's playing for any of these teams uh, until we see lineup. So I left that out. I've already put my underdogs out for you. That is uh, AFC Wimbledon to beat Ipswich at 9 to 2, and Rotherham to beat Fulham at 16 to 1, 90 to 1 double. Um, Ackers, I've got two. I've got a win Acker in the FA Cup. It is Villa, Watford, Southampton, Spurs, and Blackburn all to win at 11 to 2. And I've also got a little EFL League 2 over 2.5 treble. Uh, because there's no Premier League, I thought I'd throw a, throw a bonus. Gone down to League 2, Malcolm. Um, people I love the EFL too, stuff. Um, we've got no Premier League, so let's just uh, branch out a little. Um, so a little bonus one. Over 2.5 goals in Barrow v Tramia, Mansfield v Crew, mm-hmm. Swindon v Colchester. Uh, that's at 4-1. to one. Well... What? I'm writing this shit down, Baz. Barrow v. <coughs> Swindon v. Colchester in what? Mansfield v. Crew. Over two and a half goals in each of them. Four to one. Well, I did not expect any of that. Um, Callum, did you fish around the, the depths of any of these fancy markets? Have you got any goal scorers or underdogs that you like the look of? Uh, so I, I looked at that. that um, I, I, to be fair, I looked more into the specifics of the Sunderland-Newcastle game. And I, I've now lost what my odds were. <coughs> but I... I I um, I, with what Baz, what you were saying about the yellows, I, I think you're potentially right about the build-up of them. But there are a few players. If you choose those players to get booked, I think Luco Nine's nailed on to get a yellow. If anyone's getting sent he's off, a it's him or Bruno, he's mental. It's whose ADHD is going to hit first, his or Bruno, before they do something stupid. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so it's like um, O Nine, Bruno, and um, Joe Linton to get booked. I think you get both teams to score um, and that like Newcastle handicap with sort of two goals up, the the minus two, I, th- I think they'll still win. Those all together will give you decent odds. Um, I think kind of all of those are fairly nailed on to happen. And I, f- I feel like I'm, even, in fact, I'm more confident of 9 getting booked than I am of Newcastle winning. And I'm quite confident of that. <laughs> um, all three players there are... The exact same price, um, seven to four plus one seventy five. That's uh, so crazy. The players up, yeah. Um, Luke nine, um, Joe Linton and Bruno Guimaraes, and I'm going to see if I can just parlay them all here. If you give me one second, I have got me. Uh, this is a hard hat area. I am building a bed. I've got some cones out. Eighteen to one. 
is the prize for those three to yeah. get booked. Um, so, yeah, um, 09, Bruno and Joe Linton, um, 18 to 1, all three players to get booked. Um, and I think we're done, people. Uh, one hour and eight minutes, right in our sweet spot. Um, Barry, anything else to tell the people before we go? Uh, no, I think that's me done for this week. Just uh, keep following all the socials, all the links in our profile, um, and keep giving us reviews. We're up to 93 reviews on Spotify now, Malcolm. We're getting ever closer to the 100 reviews, so make sure you drop us a five-star review on Spotify. Subscribe on YouTube. The numbers are going up. We're aiming for a 1,000 subscriptions on there soon, so keep subscribing if you don't already. Um, other than that, just enjoy your football. A late appearance of an Oxford United fan in the chat who's poked his head up Ewan after I've given Coventry to beat Oxford. Uh, Ewan saying, oh, he likes uh, Anthony Gordon and uh, Dave Hume, is it, Callum, for for um, for Sunderland to get? <laughs> That's just a joke. I do know his name. Really. His name's Trey. It's not yeah. really a name. but uh, Northern Anthony Irish Gordon. player of the year. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, well, I never. Uh, Callum, anything else you would like to tell the people before we let you crack on? Not really. Lots of derogatory slurs towards Newcastle, but I'll I'll, I'll save you from them. <laughs> Just DM me then, yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, well, mate, I hope you have a lovely time at the game. I hope <laughs> no, you, you enjoy don't. your greasy spoon. I do. I hope you enjoy your five pints. And then I hope the rest of your day is thoroughly miserable. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, good luck. Um, we will be back on what we're going to do, Baz. What's happening next week? AFL Cup semi-finals. Yeah, we'll do that yes. on Sunday night, shall we? If Newcastle get beat, we won't be back ever again. So I thanks will. everyone for listening. <laughs> uh, Callum will be back next week to do the next 12 months by himself. So that'll be the uh, thing. Thanks everyone for listening. Like Baz says, the uh, numbers are going through the roof. So be a friend, tell a friend, like, rate, subscribe, thumbs up, five star, all of that sort of shite. Um, good luck with all your bets um, this weekend. And until then, we will see you down the road. Cheers. Cheers.